Welcome to the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. Thank you for pressing play. This podcast is intended to help you keep going as you listen to that higher version of you that lives inside of you that's working its way out over time and effort. Just to give that drive a little extra pep. Every week I play music as I share my thoughts. The music is donated or given, allowed to be used by various artists. Mostly I play producers, people that actually create the music, but I also play DJs. And if you're a producer or a DJ and you'd like to have your music featured on here, send it to me. I'd love to have it. I'm actually developing a little bit of a cue now, so be patient with me. I'm trying to find the right sound for the right message. Speaking of musicians, you're listening to Dirty Wolves. Dirty Wolves, he is on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. It's spelled D-R-R-T-Y-W-U-L-V-Z. Kind of a funky way to spell it. He's got kind of a funky sound to go with it. I hope you enjoy it. I want to talk to you today about being an artist. And, of course, I, as an artist, believe the world would be a better place if everyone thought of something that they did as art. Maybe not their whole life, although I I think that's a good place to be. But to think of something in their life as artistic, because in that artistic process, we find ourselves, we... We see the creator that we are, and that creative energy that's so hard for even science to track its original source. So I think it's just good therapy to make art, but I also think it's good for the world. Because I think art, is a, in all of its different forms, helps us to address what it means to be human. Sometimes we don't see it the way others do, and that helps us see how we are. And then other times we see it very similar to someone else, and that also helps us see how we are, who we are. Oh, that's nice, Dirty Wolves. This is off an album called Aw Yes. be a little bit advicey today and I hope you'll bear with me. But I went to the art school at a university and got a BFA and have been 
traveling and teaching hoop dance, which I consider an art, for the last uh, 11 years. And so I consider myself a professional artist. And I feel good about that. But I've made some mistakes along the way. And I've made some mistakes that I think always still haunt me a little bit. And I think maybe I could ease those haunts if I just shared it with you. And I don't know if I want to be a big brother, but I've got some years in this game. And I think that one of the things that held me up was what I call the chokehold of certainty. That I wanted to bring an almost economical certainty to my art making, at least in its acceptance. And even at the small scale in my classrooms and things, I would ask the professor if he or she thought this was a good idea, if they thought this was a good idea. And it was as if I was hesitating in the flow of my creative process. And I remember even one professor at one point just saying, you know, let's talk about it when you, when you do it first. And I think, in a way, that in our fear of rejection, then our art making and its flow ceases because we're looking for permission to make a mistake or to have a success. And permission is something children ask for from their parents. It's not how creativity works. The thing is, is that your art can be, should be, hopefully is, an expression of who you ultimately are. That's where the best art comes from. Even if that expression of who you ultimately are is a response to something else as well, that's the purity of art, and that's usually where the best art lies. And so if that's where the best art lies, and you feel it in your heart to make it, then make it. Then do it. Rather than ask permission and ask someone else if that same thing would come from their heart, just do it. Just put it out there. Without asking how it could be received. Who you are doesn't require permission. You don't need permission. And even if you're just trying to follow the rules because you don't want to be an asshole, you don't need permission. 
I mean, I've never taken a poll, but I don't think that there's too many jerks that listen to this podcast. And I don't think that you're secretly seeking a type of permission so that you can be an asshole to somebody. I think you might subtly be seeking a type of permission where you could be your full freak. Your full, wide open, ultra creative, freaky self. Getting permission is such a drag, and your creative, freaky self just doesn't have the time, the energy, or the will to deal with any sort of emotional or protective red tape. Anything blocking you and doing the thing. And here's the thing. Who you are is who you are. And if the expression of that is freaky to other people, then who the hell cares? Because who you are is part of this greater cosmic balance. Speaking speaking purely from a scientific base, all of us have evolved here, and you've come here as part of this evolution. And you are a spore, you're a gene here, you're a conveyor of a new way or a new expression. And we need you here, we need that that part of you that you might consider the weirdo, the freaky part. And I'm speaking creatively. But that part, you're the spice in this collective soup of ours, my friend. And we need your true spice, not something cut with permission. We need it. When you look at what the whole world is going through right now, and pretty much every country is dealing with some kind of crazy, and when you look back in your history books, you see the art of those struggles on the sides of the pages. The art, the visual art, song, that it has a way of hooking us so deeply that we are linked forever. that art and let's say it's not well received but it felt true to you that the effort the product that came out the piece that came out whatever form it took you felt good about that you felt solid about, you felt like you had worked on that piece, you felt like that you had put your energy, you felt like that piece was indeed a reflection of who you are. And if it's that piece that gets disliked, if it's that piece that no one digs, 
don't apologize for making it. Don't apologize to your friends. Don't apologize to yourself. Because art making is art making. And we're sometimes what we're making is a success. And sometimes it just doesn't land. But it's still art making. And you don't need to have any regret for having put that piece out. And that's what apologies are supposed to relieve. And you shouldn't have any guilt for putting a piece out, even if it sucked. Even if it's horrible, even if when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that really was bad. If you believed in it at the time, if you truly believed in it at the time, don't apologize. When you apologize for your work, even if you don't really mean it, it's like telling your creativity that there's a part of it you wish you hadn't let go. It's like telling your creative flow that you trust it a little bit less. Now, believe me, there's, there is most definitely a part of the art-making process where you kind of rein the creative impulses in or you shape them. But that's part of the creative process. And once it's done and you've had a chance to shape pure creativity into this sculpted or drawn or painted or written or whatever, then don't say you're sorry to anyone. Again, the music is Dirty Wolves. He's on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Loving this mix of his. Nice and freaky. It's just perfect for what I want to talk about. suppose at the heart of what I'm saying and related to this permission and the idea of apologies that insecurity and wanting to be liked are just detrimental to your art, to your real art. And I'm not talking about people that, I mean, I don't want to draw any lines, but I'm talking about people that feel something and want to express that thing into an item or a performance or an event or something that I can't think of but to make a compulsion in them a statement in them a thought process within them to make that external and insecurity and wanting to be liked as the creator of that stuff 
chokes your art. Because insecurity is, is really about this shaky understanding of certainty. Because if we could be certain 100% of the time, we wouldn't be insecure about anything. And maybe there's a few enlightened people that are there, but for the most, for most of us, we're probably never going to get there. There will probably always be some kryptonite to our superhero-ness. And the thing is, it's just not to make every piece that you do about kryptonite. To focus on your strengths. To focus on your talent. And you'll, you'll need a talent. The best art is made by people who have a talent in that area. Now, they may not have the obvious talents. Like, maybe they're wonderful musicians, singers, songwriters, hugely popular, but they don't have the best voice. So maybe their talent wasn't in their singing voice, but it was in everything else that they did. And you need, if you can, sometimes it's backwards to do it this way. But your talent should find your art. And then when it does, and you feel that alignment, that's all the belief that you need. And it will be, and you do need, belief. You need to believe that that talent is there, because you won't be able to see it and touch it. You'll be able to see its results, kind of. But this is where beliefs come in. We don't, we don't need to believe in facts because facts are facts. We have to believe in things we can't see, touch, smell, or hear, see. We have to believe in our talent and our friends telling us we have talent helps. But there's a belief that we have to have. And in the same way that religious systems ask for a sense of faith in that belief that the that the sturdiness of the belief is called the faith. That faith is meant to build a trust, a trust that the person is on the right path, that the faith in the belief is worthy and works. And we can separate those ideas from religion and think that's what we need for our art. We need to believe in the talent. We need to have faith in the talent. And we need to allow there to be a trust between us and the talent. In fact, the trust between us and the talent will probably become more important and maybe I think should become more important than your trust in the method, your trust in the routine. Because trust in routine and trust in method can be a slippery, I mean, it can be great, but it can also be dangerous. Because it can lull you into a type of superstition where you only trust the routine. As I've said in another podcast, I'm just going to repeat it now. Mastery builds that trust. And if you want to be and make good art, then you need to make a lot of it. Because that's where mastery comes from. It comes from the doing. 
To master is to do, to study, to learn from forever. And you need to do a lot of it. I remember when I was back in art school, I used to have a... He was lovable outside of the studio, but inside the studio he could be a little grumpy sometimes, a little short with the students. And he would teach painting one, and we would all go in and we would just struggle. He would show us slides and then we would come in and we would just struggle to begin painting and we would just stare and we would do all these sketches and drawings and all of these sort of things. And and he did it to pretty much each of us just individually at times, but he definitely did it to me and I heard him say it to others where he would, he just came up to me once and he goes, you know, Baxter, this will be the worst painting you've ever done. And if it's not, then you shouldn't be in this school. And I thought about it, and as grumpy as the delivery was, I could hear the truth in what he was saying. That this better be the worst painting that I've ever done. If this isn't, then I'm not progressing. If the very first time I pick up a piece is good, that's inspiring. But if it's one of the better pieces I've ever done, then there's a problem. And so I say all this to just give you the necessary courage to develop the necessary momentum to fail because you will. You might not fail by everybody else's standards, but you will fail at some point by your own. There'll be some piece that you love that people didn't love. There'll be some piece that you love right up until the moment it was unveiled and then you hated it. There'll be a piece that you really believed in that just no one else did. And this isn't doom and gloom talking. This is life. And this is the reality of the artist and this is what you need to not be scared of. We all come in and out of fear about certain realities, but when we live in fear of certain realities, like the fear that we're going to die someday, or the fear that we could run out of money, all of these are legit and true, but when we live in those fears, we're constricted by them, and nothing is different in the creative world. And so we can't really fear a piece failing. Even if we've switched over and our our life is our, our business is our art, our life is our art. Even when the stakes are high in that way where rent may or may not be coming, if this piece fails, we still can't focus on the failure. And I don't believe that we're manifesting the failure by thinking about it. But I do believe that it chokes our momentum and that every good art piece needs belief in it. It needs belief. Like, the artist should ultimately probably like the work as well, if not more, than everybody else. And that's not the artist being an egomaniac. That's the amount of belief that that artist has in it. And of course, as your professional artist, you detach from your pieces over time. But I'm talking about in that initial 
creative process. It's like I'm a hoop dancer, I'm a movement dancer, and my hoop dance is one of the my arts. It's one of the things I focus in, and I fail all the time at it in my own eyes, and sometimes in a lack of response. But ultimately, I'm doing the type of hooping, I'm doing the type of movement, the type of dance that I like. I'm making art that I want to see more of. And I think that's what every artist needs to do. Is to see is perhaps not that this is the only purpose or even the main purpose. But to look around the world and see what do you want to bring into it? What would make this place more beautiful? Or more free? Or more one of your ideals? What don't you see here that you could put in? And I really do believe, and this is totally going to sound arty, but that that's the service of the artist. That's the service. That's the capital S service of the artist. And I think, honestly, I really do believe this, that your art, whatever that takes, whether your art is handling kids or whether your art is conversation or whether whatever it is, that you see something beautiful within you that you want to bring into the world, even if that truth might be disturbing or disconcerting at first. In a way, artists see the spaces for which, or to which, their art will be placed. And we don't want to ask for permission to go to those places. And if we go to those places and everyone's upset, we don't want to apologize for going there. Loving this music. This is Dirty Wolves. a reward there is a payoff that comes way before you probably ever make it financially if you do and who knows what that even means and that payoff is respect that payoff is respect and it's respect from your peers it's respect from your patrons and then probably most importantly it is self-respect It is self-respect that this process of belief in your talent, of a faith in your talent, of that faith producing a trust in your talent, and your actions activating off of that trust to move freely, well, it's admirable. It's warrior-like. It's resilient And it garners respect. 
and your friends and your family and your loved ones will respect you and respect your art even if no one knows who the hell you are. And you'll respect yourself. You'll respect yourself because you'll have walked past the tempting, insecure demons on the path. You'll have walked past those mirrors of questioning. You'll have walked past all that to the source of your art and then brought back this piece of you, this filler of a space that was empty before. And that's badass. And that kind of action and that kind of resiliency deserves respect. Thank you for listening. My name is Baxter. This is the Future Hero Podcast. If you are a music producer, a DJ, and you want to get your music featured here, just send me a message, my friend. You can send it to me on SoundCloud. You can send it to me at Baxter at FutureHeroPodcast.com. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for me to play artists or things to talk about, I'd love it. I really appreciate the support from everywhere that I'm getting and thank you one way you can show support is to like share comment follow do the things social media is how we get it done I really appreciate it thank you dirty wolves I've never met you brother I just liked your music and I really appreciate you letting me use it I hope I did it justice peace out y'all and have a great week